You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Peshera. In studio, we have Jeff Paul. Welcome, Jeff. Hello, guys. How are you? Good, good. Hey, Thanks for, so much for doing this. Uh, oh, Jeff and I ran into, ran into each other at a show in Jersey, and we were talking. I was like, hey, man, you got you to gotta come do my podcast. So we are here. Last, well, I guess it was a, was that a week ago? It was last week. Fucking time flies. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, Jeff, I... I just I kind of like remember you. I don't know if you remember me, but I like remember you at like different phases of my comedy career. Tell me. I feel no. I feel like I've seen you at like like in Jersey, in the city, at like different shows. Maybe even like hosting an open mic at some point. I like used early to, on. I used to host the uh, open mic at New York Comedy Club. Okay. Oh, yeah, pro- you know, years ago. Okay. How, how many years ago? Maybe Peter uh, that had there. to be about. Well, at least six years ago. Six, oh, right. It might have been like one of my in an early you... phase. I started and stopped a couple of times, so I think I might like six or seven years ago. I probably like did a couple of mics and then I disappeared for a while. And then I did a couple more, mm. but um, I Broadway was the first place I ever did like a sh- like a show, like a bringer show. But it was through a mic. Ah, there. Was, do you ever know Sophia Nurse? Oh, of course. Yeah, she put me on the first show I ever did, and then Ryan DeCollis put me on the second show I ever uh, did. Uh, it's probably on that show. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. So yeah, no. So Jeff, I mean, you, you seem like a knowledgeable guy. He's got an interesting backstory. So I def- definitely was like excited to have you on the podcast. And you oh, picked you. picked an interesting film. So why don't you tell us the movie and why you picked it? I I, I picked Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. You know, comes out in 1982. Mm-hmm. I think this is the quintessential 80s movie. Uh, Pete and I were talking last week at this show, and he's telling me what the podcast is about. And I love movies. Uh, Kevin Goatee, who you guys said were the former guests. Yeah, 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 we had Kevin on. We used to talk. We had a podcast about movies. um, But the niche of an 80s movie, I love. I love 80s movies. My favorite era of movies. Perfect. Um, Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... So to while, talk while he's about wearing this, a Guns N' Roses t-shirt too, like 1985 with a bullet, like yeah, perfect. I, like, I, yeah. I put this on on purpose. Yeah. Okay, and so what better movie to discuss than Fast Times? Hmm. So, so this movie like is a couple things off the top. Yeah, right? it's funny you say this because one, I, I we did Breakfast Club. Yep, and we did we've done a lot of John Hughes. This movie makes all those movies possible like i don't there's not a teen boom this movie Um, makes dazed and confused possible Um, but even going even even in the 80s so this is 82 dazed and confused is more of a lineage to american pie yeah, I think I think they're they're all on the same track though. It's like almost like if you were to trace us back to monkeys, you know, you you got you're gonna hit fast times in that in that genealogy. I actually right? I actually I heard I Sean know, I don't know I actually heard Sean Penn on a podcast and he I mean he did Bill Simmons podcast and he said that they did Ordinary People, which won Best Picture, and Timothy Hutton at the time was a teen actor. Right, is on that movie. And so great, then, great ho- movie, Mary Hollywood, yeah, really like, but like a heavy, yeah, like yeah. dramatic movie. Oh yeah, she's but, me- mega bitch in that movie. Oh, yeah, she's she's. I think she's an alcoholic. She's like a terrible mom. Right. But but they they never really had like a teen star like that where they were like, oh, let's clearly there's all these teens who are going to go to the movies. Let's make movies for them. And even like it's funny because this movie starts in the mall because that, I mean that's when I was a kid. You went to the mall. Like you hung out with other kids. 
at the mall. You had jobs. And to me, to be honest, to me, this movie, to me, like, 85 is the 80s, like, Breakfast Club, Rocky Four, like, that kind of stuff. This movie is, like, a hangover of the 70s to me. Like, this movie is, like, about to create the 80s. Well, this movie comes out in 82. Yeah. Okay. And, yes, it is a precursor to a lot of those movies. But you said an interesting thing there about the mall. Because yeah. in the 80s, the mall was everything. Do you remember, yeah. like, even Tiffany? Remember the, the pop star Tiffany? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All those she, her video is in the mall. Yeah. yeah. Well, she did a whole tour. A mall of, of tour. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. her fans couldn't go to Correct. see her real shows. So she was Her like, fans were, like, go? 14, 15 years old. Right. And this is, like, Alex is a lot younger than us. So, he, yeah. like, he, this is, like. I he, know Tiffany, though. But, um, she was huge. It's funny because I remember even I was in like the elite singing group in like fourth grade before puberty happened and I couldn't sing anymore. And we sang at the mall. It was a big, we sang at the Woodbridge Mall in Woodbridge, New Jersey. And it was such a big deal to go there. But see, I, I, yeah, I'm younger. I'm 28. But I remember um, going to the mall, hanging out at the mall. That was a big thing to do. Like, first kind of thing you could do outside your parents' house without their supervision is go hang out with your friends at the mall. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I had that. We didn't have phones yet when I was like 13. Yeah. So we were doing that. You had to have a rendezvous point at the mall. Yeah, you exactly. Like when you lose yeah. people yep. in the mall. Well, it's you have freedom, but it's yet controlled. It's controlled yeah. free. It's very suburban right. type freedom. Like your but, parents would release you in the mall yeah. with your friends. Well, they would they would leave. It was great. It was like my one of my, I think my, not my first kiss, but like my first date with a girl ever was at a mall. Very, I, I can relate a lot to um, this movie, actually, this right. movie nails a lot of coming of age, like exactly. Like real so who couldn't? That's the whole point. Who couldn't relate to this movie? Whether you were a kid, whether you a teacher, whether you were an adult, right. you know, it really hit everything. Yeah. And when you look at the cast that yeah. came out of this movie, it's so funny because none of them insane. are. I mean, like. I remember being in high school and I went to a, a buddy of mine. And I was like, you know, that Sean Penn is a great actor. He goes, Spicoli? I, like, he, like, Sean Penn was like still like a niche actor. Like, he hadn't become yet like the big, like, considered one of the greatest actors who ever lived. And like, this is, I, is, this is his first, or it's one of his first movies. It's one of his first movies. He winds up doing more serious stuff. He does Falcon and the Snowman. Yeah, right. A almost right years away, later. he starts doing like really dramatic right. stuff. But this movie also spawned three Academy Award winners. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you guys know him? I, I bet Peter can get uh, him. Yeah, of course I do. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Again, Forrest at, at this Whitaker's point, Whitaker's great. In at, this. at this point, very like early small part and then uh nicholas cage is like in for a second well he's what's he's, he's basically basically nicholas coppola he's, he's he's francis for coppola's nephew everybody okay. knows that he's, he's his nephew i don't think he even has lines not one line no. i just rewatched yeah. it but not it's it's so it's like eric stoltz uh is right. in it for like a split second and he famously was the original marty mcfly they started filming with him realized it wasn't working and then they had to refilm right. all the scenes with uh michael J- i'll do you uh you Stoltz? Uh, you, I, we haven't talked about movies yet. Like I, I who was the other? Who was the other guy with Spicoli? It was Eric Stoltz and and the other guy with him? There were three stoners. Okay, who was the, the other guy? Stone? Also had a big career, big TV career, and was in a big '80s movie. A couple of big '80s. I movies. can't think of who you're talking about. The uh, other, the blonde hair. Does kid? he have any lines, or is he just? Yeah, with, he has, oh. he's, he's around. Yeah, I don't know why I'm blanking on who it is right now. Big, I'll give you another clue. The, the other t- movie series was a series. Of, it was a series of movies. He was in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, is it? Wait. Oh, uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Anthony Edwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's so me many. Too. I, I, um, I don't know. It, it's so funny because like, you look at this cast and you're like, Sean Penn. I mean, there, there's a lot of like actors that went on to have careers, but Sean Penn is on such another level than these guys. Like, if you could, If you thought like... If five years ago somebody called Sean Penn and like was like, "Hey, we're doing a movie. We got John, Judge Reinhold 
and the old guy from My Favorite Martian, Sean Penn would be like, lose my phone number. Like, I don't know why you call me. But at that time, like, they were just like, that they just Ray threw. Wilson. Yeah, they, he's the, he's the school the teacher. He's the, uh, he's the, the, he's great. The old teacher. Great. Yeah. But um, a lot of these guys, like, they went on. This is the very beginning of their careers. Phoebe Cates, uh, Jennifer Jason Lewis. Jennifer, did I say that right? Jennifer Jason, Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Um, and then a couple people that were, like, around the 80s, but they didn't really kind of, like, Damone. Like he was around. It's Robert Romanus. And then uh, who's the who's the other kid? The nerdy kid? Oh, uh, Brian Backer. Yeah, he's he was in uh, uh, Police Academy: Citizens on Patrol. Yeah, that's right. With uh, with actually with David Spade, and they get arrested for skateboarding in the mall. And as their punishment, they have to go to the police academy. One of my all time favorite movies. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a plausible pl- premise. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's that the happens. thing is, what it's a very eighties in the eighties. They, they, they made thing. it work. In the eighties, yeah. they made it work. But uh, this movie, like, doesn't really. It, it's again, we've talked about this a lot. Like a lot of like at this time, they couldn't figure out the plots for the comedies really, so they just kind of threw everything against the wall. So like the plot is like being in high school. Yeah, there is no there's really like, no plot. And there's a bunch of subplots. Yeah, 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 everyone, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, had yeah. a story. Judd Reinhold had his story. Right. Yeah. You know, of uh, being a senior and dealing with the breakup yep. of his girlfriend. Yep. Jennifer Jason Lee of coming of age. Uh, Phoebe Cates, you know, a real, real sub story of of this phantom boyfriend who she never yeah. sees. Um, she talks a lot of shit and doesn't really deliver. But she, she does talk a lot. Of shit. But that's a really good um, she, character the, because that's a really real character. The yeah. um, the 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 friend, the girl, the older, like, who's like friend. The older friend, or like the more the friend who influences the other girls yeah. that she knows, like totally. But also, like you know, there's you grow the, up around. There's the like joke that. of like the nerdy guy who's got a girlfriend in Canada. Yeah. That, right, you right. can't you can't meet her because she's yeah, in but Canada. she's too hot. So for Phoebe Cates is the hot too, girl. She's with so the, hot, dude. I, That's such a funny scene where he, um, uh, Joe, what's his name? Judge Reynolds. Yeah, where he's, where it's his sister's friend, right? Yeah. So it's like a, it's kind of like a, like a porno scene. It's but, like you but know, she like was, a modern day. She was also older though. She was older, yeah. But they were also, friends, But he didn't. But he also, they also had a pool. Yeah, and also because remember the moans like, "Hey, you got a pool? It must be pretty nice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a they, yeah. A lot happens around that pool. The pool, like yeah, the pool's they central. Could, they yeah. couldn't have this movie without the pool. Like the, yeah. you take the pool away, cool. and you lose a lot of the action in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the famous scene in this movie is Phoebe Cates walking in slow mo. Coming out of the pool. I mean, she looks her. fantastic. The song uh, "Moving in Stereo." Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's so it's so embarrassing for Judge Reinhold. Yeah, and all of us like I watched it twice this this week. Just <laughs> went back and made sure I was like, did I miss anything here? I just want to make sure. I actually met Phoebe Cates a couple times. Really, she lives on the up. I, I told Jeff I was like, I can't wait to tell my Phoebe Cates story. All right, she lives Still on the Upper East Side, to married Kevin to Kevin Klein. Klein. So she like has a pretty good career. She's in Gremlin. She does a bunch of stuff in the eighties. Famously marries Kevin Klein and retires from the business. So she owns like a knickknack store on the Upper East Side. I, I mean, like where like rich women buy like eight hundred dollar like potholders. Like, like I'm not exaggerating. Like that's the kind of store that it is. Okay. And like jewelry and, and like kind of artsy stuff. And I used to work at a restaurant up there that was like she was a regular there. She would um, throw parties there, and she would her and Kevin would come in, and we would like you know one night they're having dinner with fucking Paul Simon. Another oh, time they geez. actually they actually had dinner with uh they had a dinner in the private room with Jennifer Jason Lee and Donald Fagan of um Steely Dan. Steely Dan. And it was just so interesting. like Kevin uh Kevin Klein could be a little like Wait, wait with Jennifer Jason Lee with Donald Fagan? No, no, they just happened to be part of the ah, same group. She okay. they were I mean that been a weird period. Phoebe and her have just been friends uh forever. And it's, there are some weird pairings like that of of athletes or actors and things like um, Seal and Heidi Klum. That's, that's I'll, give a you, I'll give you a very weird, weird one. one. Yeah. Um, How can you get a weird one? That that's, that's John McEnroe. Okay. And Patty Smythe from Scandal. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's also well, like it's, a, yeah. it's you know what it is. It's the it's New York one. scene. Yeah. They're right. going to dinners together. They're going to parties. It doesn't really matter what genre they're in. They're because they're hanging out in the same places. I was reading up. Phoebe Cates was like going to Studio Fifty Four with Andy Warhol as like a sixteen year old. Like her parents were in awesome. in the business. <laughs> yeah, um, and Jennifer Jason Lee too. It, it, it's funny because we. I mean, we've touched on this a little bit with this, and I actually got a, I got a little uncomfortable. Because these are, you know, they're yes, they're they're twenty years old at this point, but right, they're playing right. the actresses themselves. Kids. I didn't feel bad, and then we watch it. For the, I just, listen, Phoebe Cates is a fucking knockout to this day. God damn, she is hot in that. And Holy but it's shit. like their parents are in the business, and they get their daughters in the business. And like Phoebe Cates' first movie was a knockoff of Blue Lagoon. So it was like a lot of nudity and implied sex. People will sell their souls to be in the business. I know. There is no – even their kids. I mean But it's funny because we talk – Just yeah. because – and I don't want to talk about this too much. But like with all the Me Too and the Harvey Weinstein stuff, I noticed that a lot of the people are the daughters of people already in the business. Gwyneth Paltrow grew up in the Wait, wait, wait. Did we just uncover something? Is is there nepotism in Hollywood? No, no, no. Holy shit. I'm talking about the. You're good. I'm talking about the the, the sex (laughs) sex scandal stuff. You know, when you watch, you ever see Rosemary's Baby, how they like, they're literally like, they're they're in a cult creating like the devil's baby and they like lure, they lure, they lure an actor in. To have have his wife raped by the devil so she could give birth to the devil. Like, that's Hollywood. Famously directed by Roman Polanski, who is also one of these guys. So it's not an accident that a lot of these these women grew up in the – Paul Sorvino's daughter, Mir Sorvino, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jennifer Jason Lee, Phoebe Cates. They, they all grew up in the business. It's almost in a weird way they were groomed for this stuff. I mean, as a regular guy, I, don't, I wouldn't let my daughter do this shit. Do you know what I mean? As, dude, I, I grew up watching these movies. I loved – I couldn't wait to watch Revenge of the Nerds and see all the fucking naked girls. Right. But, but, but yeah. But but if you're 20, I mean, I don't know. Isn't that old enough to – if you want to be nude in I'm telling you, she's 16 years old hanging out with Andy Warhol. Like, right, How does that, how right, does that right. happen? Well, Again, that, something that, that I would and, – and it's funny because – this isn't like a regular 16-year-old. I mean, mm-hmm. way – just like um, <laughs> the character in – in Fast Time says, you know, she's very advanced, right? You know, like Phoebe Cates was very advanced. Yeah. She was, her 16 year old is the equivalent to a regular 28 year old. So she, um, like I said, I, I met her a few times. Super sweet, super cool. And uh, it's funny because the restaurant I was working at, the, uh, the GM was like, she just became the GM because she was friends with the owner. Didn't know the restaurant business at all. And like, there were times when I was talking to her, I was like, you don't even understand. Like, I could see in her eyes that she didn't understand what I'm saying. And I'm like, I'm glad you're my boss. So I was taking care of Phoebe Cates. She had a party for the women who spent like more than 50 grand in a year at her store. There was many of them. Like unbelievable. And I go up there and she's like, oh my God, everything was great. She goes, we couldn't eat another bite. And I was like, oh, that's too bad because we're sending up the poo-poo platter. And Phoebe goes, why did you say that word? She goes, I was just texting my friend about poo-poo platters. I was like, I don't know. I'm a comedian. It's a joke. The fucking GM like goes into the office and Googles. She thought I was being vulgar by saying poo-poo platter. Oh like she didn't God. know that it was like a real oh thing. Oh my God. But uh, Phoebe Cates was like, I still like beam when I think about her. Like she's like, as a, she's a mom. Like I think her kids are probably like in their 20s by now. Yeah. And she, yeah, because she was 20 and 82. Well, if she's 20 and 82, yeah, that's fucking. She's almost 60 years old. She's almost 60. God bless, man. 50s. She's, if you ever see her on the Upper East Side, don't say hello to her. But uh, she looks fucking great. Mm. Um. Jennifer Jason Lee mm, has an age as well, but was it was she, she didn't start with the same de- like the, the same uh, abilities yeah, that she, Phoebe had. She hung in there pretty good. She was all right, eighties yeah. and nineties. She was yeah. okay. She yeah. also had an interesting career. Uh, Wait, she's just in the Tarantino movie. 
Yeah, she just did. And and yeah, funnily enough, that. the yeah. mar- the movie Marriage Story that was up for all those Oscars, that is based on she was married to Noah Baumbach. That's based on her marriage. They, well, I mean, it's fictionalized, but yeah, oh, pretty, wow. they were they were married. She was an actress and he was a director, and okay. then they got, and they got divorced. There you go. And um and he put uh Phoebe Cates and Kevin Klein's son into one of his movies. So there's all this like <clears throat> intermarriage like yeah. Hollywood stuff. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I've been talking too much already. Uh so Jeff, take it take it from there. We we got a yeah. lot of ground to cover. Uh, there's a couple of things about this movie I find kind of interesting. All right. One, I mean we just thought, you know, before we get off of cameos, a couple of real interesting cameos in this. I don't know if you caught. Do you remember the scene where Judd Reinhold is, has to make the delivery. He's wearing the pirate outfit. Yeah. yeah, and there's a girl in the car, and she's looking at him. She's laughing. looking at him from the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Do you yeah. know who that girl was? Nope. That was uh, Nancy Wilson from Heart. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Who at the time was dating and then later marries the writer of the movie Cameron Crowe. Ah, yeah. There you go. So this, so we should say like this is interesting. So Cameron Crowe was a teen journalist, wrote for Rolling Stone, which the movie almost famous. almost famous. Yeah, that it's came based out in two thousand. Another great movie. That's a nineties movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites. And he did, I mean, he did Jerry Maguire, which is like, a, I think, an all-time great movie. I loved, I think Tom Cruise should have won the Oscar for that movie. I think that movie is fucking fantastic. But he, but Cameron Crowe, w- like, posed undercover as a, as a student. So this, that's why this movie feels like a documentary, because it kind of is, well, it really in ca- a way. It really captured, you know, the moment of, of the uh, early 80s. And another, do you remember the cheerleaders? Yeah. Okay. One of the cheer. <laughs> it's like, how could you forget? Okay. One of the cheerleaders is actually Bruce Springsteen's sister, Pamela. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was in that as well. Wow. That was um, an interesting yeah, cameo. Yeah. And then the director was Amy Heckering, and that yeah, was- I know her daughter. Yeah, she's oh, a- really? no, she's, you know she's Molly. A- she's yeah, a she's comedian. comedian. She's really, that's oh, all right. Nice. I've done podcasts with Molly. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah, know that. yeah. I do another podcast yeah. with Tom McCaffrey, and yeah, yeah. She's, and- she's a really. I lo- I love Molly. She's, she's very a stand up. Yeah. yeah, Molly, Molly, Molly Hecker. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is, this is really her first real full. Like she did one other movie before this, mm-hmm. but this was her first uh, movie. And the movie had, I think, five million dollar budget, and made it back in the first month. And it wound up to gross over fifty million dollars at yeah. the time. That was That's big huge, money. Huge and then, hit. and then it became this, this classic. And she goes on to direct, you know, eighties movie classics like Johnny Dangerously. I don't know if you guys know yeah. that one. Uh, European Vacation, mm-hmm. uh, the Look Who's Talking series. Yeah. You know, yeah. so she winds up having like, she, a great and career in the nineties. Clueless, yeah, which was huge. Which Molly was on set for. She has great stories about. It's that. funny because you know they were talking. Just the Oscars happened last week, and they were talking about like women directors and not getting recognized. She's like in '82. She's she directing, exactly. it. but she like her and Penny Marshall are the quintessential yeah. '80s. But women she's not. I don't. Most people don't know who Amy Heckerling is, but everybody knows Clueless. Everybody watched Look Who's Talking. These were monster, oh, monster yeah, hits. Exactly. So it's almost like, like, is it just that like some directors just don't get the attention that other directors get? Because if any if any director was going to be famous, like people would know the name Amy. You know what I mean? Just there's from- also a lot of male directors you don't know of. I mean, you yeah. can name maybe what. Five to seven some of them become celebrities, off, right? Off, outside off the top of it, of your head. Yeah. the rest of them you got to kind of scratch your head. Yeah. yeah, it's true because like the Scorseses and the Spielbergs, they become celebrities. Right. So right. they're even, known as personalities outside of the movie. Even big directors, like if you take, like, listen, we're all comedians, we're all in the business, so okay. But if even if you took like just a like, regular like people, okay, mm. who just kind of casually watch movies in a lineup, they couldn't pick out who Christopher Nolan is. 
Yeah, that's probably true. Oh, oh, for sure. The way he, by appearance, yeah, yeah. Like no people, way. Pe- I don't would, think I could. People would recognize Scorsese. Yes, they would maybe recognize Tim Burton. Yes, you know, they for would sure recognize. I'm going to say Spielberg. Yep. Um, maybe Francis Ford Coppola. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I you think, really that you know, list would, is... would you say George Lucas? Yeah, people. I would, but okay. I'm not saying that. Then after oh, that, yeah, who's who's going to recognize again? Like, uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, like anybody else. That list James is, Cameron. It's, it's or something like Noah Baumbach, uh, yeah. James, you know, James right. Mangold. All these guys who like did Spike movies that were. Lee, yeah, you know, but he's also an actor. But yeah, they, Spike Lee was doing Nike commercials. Well, yeah, it, he's it recognizable because he 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 sort of wanted to become a celebrity. Yeah, Spike it, Lee. So it's yeah. it's interesting to me because sometimes it's just that like they they're it's their Would you personality. Be able to recognize Peter Berg? No. Nope. Okay. No, I would way. Be, well, I would because he was an actor. I'm an saying actor. I would, yeah. but, he, but he didn't have like an amazing acting career. No, but he's. I mean, he's. He's. Not, but again, I'm, I can't use me as an example. Yeah, you're. I a, go by my mother. Yeah. My mother calls me and she's right. like, Peter, did you know that Matt Damon was a waiter? I was like, Yeah, mom, I know. She's like, Did you know Kobe Bryant spoke Italian? I was like, Yeah, mom, I know. Yeah, me because I I know all this stuff. But like, your average, you're right. Your average person, like I've seen movie directors on the on the street and talk to them that people wouldn't know who the hell they were. Right. So I think it's even a smaller. Uh, piece of the pie for women. So there's a handful of yeah. uh, women directors. And again, Penny Marshall, why? But she, Laverne, just, Laverne she, and Shirley. Right. So it has more to do with, I think, like, you know, uh, your, your Q, your, your, your Q profile. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's, it's, I, I think it's interesting because she has, if, again, Amy Heckerling has had one of, these, like, I don't think you could, like, over-exaggerate how huge Clueless and Look Who's Talking were. Those were oh, mu- God, They might have been the top, like, easily in the top five grossing movies yes. of the year that they came out. Yes, yes. And, um, and, and it was like, Fast Times is no slouch. Do- no. Getting to do a vacation at that point, European vacation, like, the first vacation was such a monster hit mm-hmm. that they immediately turned around and did a sequel. So to give that to her was yeah. a big stamp of approval. Yep. Right. Uh, and she's great. Like, she's a great director. She, I mean, the, Look Who's Talking was an original idea of hers. Like, that's an mm-hmm. ingenious idea to like just come up with as a com- to make a comedy like that resurrects john travolta and kirstie alley like i fucking love that movie too and who is she married to um ramus harold ramus uh sh- she know. may have been or she had a or, kid with divorced? him maybe well, he died I mean, he died a couple years ago right. yeah I'm a- Who's Molly's dad? I don't even know. I think, I think it's, it is Howard. It's probably Ramis. Howard Ramis. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't so, I mean, know. I mean, he's sure. one of like. I mean, he's one of the all-time he's com- a ghost, comedy he's a, geniuses. He's a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was and on Second City. He wrote yeah. wrote Caddyshack. Wrote vac- uh, did he write vac- no John Hughes wrote Vacation, but uh, no, he like one of the all-time like. I think Caddyshack. You're thinking of John Landis. John Landis directed Caddy. No, is it Ivan Reitman? I get a lot of these guys confused sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. Fucking Harold Ramis died very young, tragically. But yeah. uh, no, written by Harold Ramis. Oh no, directed by Harold Ramis. Caddyshack. Yeah, I think it's his first movie that he directed. There you go. Uh, uh, John Landau is um, John Landau Animal did, House. Animal yes, House. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And then That's, he did Coming to America. He did right, a bunch of Eddie right, Murphy stuff. Right. Um, oh, John Landis is responsible for. This is so weird. John Landis, people hold responsible for Jennifer Jason Lee's father's death. <laughs> Oh, really? Crazy conspiracy. Tell, tell that one. So John Landis direct. They did a Twilight Zone movie in the eighties, oh, and it was a, the different oh, segments. Wait, so Victor a, Victor Morrow was killed. Right. Was, but that was her father. That's her father. Jennifer Jason Lee's father is, is Victor is Vic Morrow. Did who you is, know that? I did who not she know in, that. Who she was no. estranged from? Who died the same year that this movie was made? Wow! Wow! Dude, it, this is some satanic. It, shit. it, it, was, a, it was a crazy. <laughs> helicopter I'm telling scene. you. I, I said this before. In a shit movie from a, one of the best. 
TV shows yeah. ever made. I, I, I've said this before in this podcast. I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but if you told me that all of Hollywood was actively run by the devil, I would say that makes perfect sense. It sounds yeah. right about right on the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just like freaky, weird stories like that. The other thing about Fast Times yeah, yeah, that please. also nailed it was the music in it. I yep. mean, it was so yeah. of the time. But here's the thing, and I just wrote this down because these are the identifiable songs. Moving in stereo, the scene she's coming out of, you know, Phoebe yeah. Cates is yep. coming out of the the pool. Uh, American Girl, of know, course, she, you know, Tom, very, Petty, yeah, Tom, yeah. Tom Petty, iconic song. Uh, we got the beat, the beginning montage yep. when they're at the mall. Um, Cashmere, Led Zeppelin, yep. okay, Life in the Fast Lane, Wooly Bully, okay, all great songs. None of them on the soundtrack. Really, none of these songs. Why wouldn't are, they make it onto? That's weird. Maybe because they, they didn't want the to. Pay, maybe because they didn't want to pay uh, royalties, royalties or something. Yeah. The only a big song that made it on the soundtrack was "Somebody's Baby." Mm. Yeah, Jackson yeah. Brown. It was definitely. It's got to be like a copyright, or they don't want to. They don't want to pay the fees. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You probably would have had because all those songs were hits already. Huge hits. Yeah. Right. I remember. Yeah, watching this just on the rewatch, and I, I had seen it my first time seeing it. Man, it was. At, you see, the thing about being born in '92 that's weird about um doing this podcast sometimes is i especially for movies like fast times where i've seen them already a lot of these movies we do i haven't seen them in the first watches right before we do them and that's kind of the perspective i have but um for this one i had seen fast times after i watched days and confused after i saw american pie any name name the teen movie whatever it is i had seen everything that came after it before i watched it you know what i mean yeah. I, I got to this late because none of my friends were talking about fast times you know it's like it, it wasn't a new movie so i had to find it on my own after you know i i already knew that i liked movies like this and you know what i mean did you like it i loved it oh this is yeah, one of my favorite i mean because you could see you could see first of all with that it, it holds up without even uh, being too, um, what's the word, dated with like all the copycats, which is hard to do on its own, right? Because you have a lot of copycats, and it makes the new shit that you had in the '82 look stale. But yeah. it wasn't stale; it was inspirational to future films and stuff like that. But the fact that I, I, I can enjoy a rewatch of it today is is pretty wild. I would say I don't love it as much. I'm like I'm a John Hughes guy, and for whatever reason, I feel like this movie's in competition with, and, and that's just me. But like, it feels like in competition with John Hughes because it's a and teen I, movie, and right? I like like this is. But John Hughes comes after this. It, it does, but for me, like John Hughes was was bigger, and I feel like John Hughes is like more like whimsical. And it was like it's more lighthearted. This yeah, is not this whimsical. Is this is real. Dark. This in movie a way, is like, a real yeah, movie. It, 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 it portrays me. well. It portrays <laughs> well, real the, life. The, fir- the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Twenty nine year old Ron Johnson. Yeah. Okay, commits basically statutory rape. Well, yeah. yeah Twenty six, and she's what supposed to be well, fourteen. She lies. Well, she's fifteen. She lies well, saying well, she's. Is she a freshman in high school? Yeah. Yeah. If you're a freshman 14. in high school, you're fourteen years yeah. old. Oh, well, what what was she saying? She was saying she was eighteen. She was eighteen because he goes, "Are you really eighteen? He knew. She wasn't, yeah. Oh, come on, that, that guy yeah. also really wasn't twenty six or twenty nine. Whatever the fuck it was, that yeah. guy looked like he was about thirty seven yeah, yeah, and yeah. working on a second marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's, I mean, she was raring to go, man. She was just trying to find, <laughs> like, I'm sure that like, happened all the time because but, because a bitchy Phoebe Cates who yeah. kept telling her about having sex. Wow. Well, and, and it's funny because it's like, um, 
we, we've done a couple movies in a row that are mean to Italians. And I feel like this – it's funny because Spicoli is not, is not Italian per se, but it's just an Italian last name. And yeah. he's like the dumb, the dumb stoner in the movie. Yeah. But he's great. I mean, he's the character that everybody remembers yeah, and loves. So it's not really making fun of Italians. But Damone is clearly supposed to be oh, yeah. like the stereotypical Italian. And they just make him – one, this movie is like – He's just—he's a capitalist. They're trying to make him bad because he's a scalper of concert tickets. The guy—he's—he's he's enterprising. Like he's trying to make money in high school, and he—they. Why would he? Why couldn't he raise seventy-five dollars? Yeah, I know. Do that's so what I'm saying. You guys, couldn't ask his, I couldn't ask somebody. He's a piece of shit in this no, but movie. You, no, but actually, that's, what a piece of shit. No, but wait. Move, let me. Dude. I was going to ask. Does this is this movie fair to him? Because it clearly not sets him up to be the bad guy. Oh, well, it's not fair to him. But it's also he—you got. The movie's not fair to him because it makes him. You, they don't tell you why he didn't fucking pick her up. Basically. She she does instigate. Yeah. He the fact that he like comes fast is like it's like an added like they're like oh this guy's clearly a loser like he could have just gotten her pregnant without like being embarrassed no, but, but he has to he has to come in well, three pumps well, this, <laughs> not even three pumps like three seconds yeah well this he, is, he sticks it in it's over. she says she said her line is devastating she he goes didn't you feel it and she was like. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh. And then, oh, then, then his face like, I got to go, Stacey. So, Dude, he well, – so, so this is the thing here. I will say I think the all the sex in this movie is bad. I think that's intentional. Yeah. I think it's intentional it's because it, 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 it's close to real life, though, uh, about like your expectations or this crazy thing. Like the way that teenagers talk about sex is they nailed it. Like yeah. all the questions you would have, all the lies people tell before, and then when you actually experience it, that is such a real – like I thought they captured But it's that also well. like it, he, you know, uh, he, he would be – in real life, that guy would be awkward and weird afterwards. Sure. And that's but, just – But to, to, to not – Fucking! First of all, he blames her immediately after. Dude, she tells him he apologizes he's pregnant. pretty quickly. Though <laughs> she makes him apologize. He's no, a piece he, of shit. No, dude. man, he it, he was grasping for straws because he was at wit's end. Because he he couldn't come up with the money. He, he he's trying to figure. He it does all out. try to raise the money. He does, and 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 nobody. For like a half. But a why scene. is he giving away tickets then? Oh, Who, that's what I'm what saying. T- right, what tickets? Why does he have a that? list of people that owe him money that aren't paying him? No, What's no, going that on? With that means he gave him the tickets already. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, no, no tickets, no money, no tickets. It's, exactly. It's funny so because he's just a bad capitalist. He's not a good capitalist. It made, it made he's me not a think good guy he's got to come up with seventy five bucks. And I, and uh, of course, like I'm like, oh, seventy five bucks, piece of cake. And then you remember, like, oh, one in the eighties, seventy five bucks was was something. Even if it was 500 bucks, I'd figure it out. And two, <laughs> I think it's like, crazy. It, it's funny cuz it made me think about when I was a kid and you We're, you just had money and you didn't know where the next money was going to come from. Yes, like yes. you had $20 in your pocket and you're you like could have came up with 75. Yeah, you could have came up with 75. It, here, here's what I want to say. And then not <laughs> and then not even to show up. Not to even not to even show, show up, up yeah. for the ride. Yeah. Come on. And, and just say, hey, look, you know, I did everything I can. You know, t- you know, get the money and I'll pay you back because it's all these people. She's so me. fair about it, too. She's like, right. uh, it's 150. We'll split the it. The story kind of like, it, it, like, it kind of ties it in a bow. He's like, all right, We're well. We're talking about an abortion. Yeah, folks. I know. But just like, so her brother happens no to see her, following. picks her up. He goes, hey, I won't. And then I'm thinking to myself, I was like, is this girl's problem that her older brother is a fucking not a good older brother? Oh, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> no, I think he's a what, great are you older shame brother. Shame her? No, no, but yeah. it, no. In the beginning, yeah. oh, in, you should feel like fucking no, shit. You no, no, whore. No, no. In the beginning, in the beginning of the movie, well, it's real. I mean, she yeah, hides people the, have he, sex. He hides the, the flower. He hides the flowers for her in the beginning of the movie. She, yes, like, he's because a bit, he's a good. He's a good. He's, he he experienced being that age and why is he a bad guy? I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I just I think it's like a funny symmetry where like at the very beginning of the movie with the first older guy, he maybe. He should have been keeping these guys away from his sister. 
Maybe you he should be. He had his own problems. I'm thinking about it being a fucking Italian older brother. He's being a good brother. Maybe you should be a little less Republican. <laughs> Remember, his girlfriend broke up with him before he got a chance to break up. Yeah, he, gets, he, he gets fired from All American Burger. He does have a lot of his Because life. Arnold had to go take a really extra long piss. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not to, actually, my favorite, uh, my favorite part of this movie is the ending. The fact, like, Judge Reinhold's, like, triumphant oh, moment yeah. at the end of this movie who's, is, the, who's the actor James come, Russo James fucking, Russo um, I do, I, when I saw him Look I was so you two autistic kids <laughs> Jesus so Christ, not even having complete sentences <laughs> right before uh, right before he's in Beverly Hills Cop he was also in uh, Donnie Brasco yeah, yeah. yeah. He, James Russo is one of those guys that should have been a huge star worked continuously great actor is like with, you know he's the he's he's Axel Foley's friend that gets killed in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Okay, so he basically puts the plot in motion, but he's in the movie for forty five seconds, and I think he's good friends with Johnny Depp because he pops in a lot of Johnny Depp movies. Does, I, he's in Public Enemies again for like a minute in the beginning of the movie gets killed. Um, he did uh, a, a, an eighties thing. Speaking of eighties, Farrah Fawcett. There was a movie called. Uh, was it called Extremities? Extremities. Yeah, it was a TV in the cage, movie. Yeah. So he plays. A, he he talks his way into Farrah Fawcett's yeah, it's kind house. Kind of hot. It's it's a really. I don't it, know this movie. It was based on a play by William yeah. Ma- Master Simone. It's a great play too. And in the movie, Farrah Fawcett is home alone. She, they're like they're like in the country, but she has roommates that are at, at work, and she's in the house alone. Okay. So James Russo like sweet talks his way into the house. Yeah. Is gonna rape her. Oh, she t- Jesus. She turns the tables on him. Right. And she has him literally pinned in the fireplace with the grate over the fireplace. She's she's burned him with uh with uh like uh, aerosol in his eyes. She's fucked him up. Like it's it's totally like this right. is awesome. Girl this power. woman this woman has got but him. It's one of the first movies like this. Yeah, yeah. no, this is great. She's I like, think this was a TV movie. It was a TV oh. movie. It was a play, and then they made a TV movie at it with Fair Fawcett. And I forget who the other the, the roommates were not famous, but James. It's basically James Russo and Fair Fawcett almost the entire thing. But here's the fucking the twist that's like really kind of brilliant. The friends come home, and she goes, look what happened. And he goes, she attacked me. You know how your friend is. You know how she's a little slutty. And, and then so the friends start to doubt oh, that Farrah Fawcett. And so you, as the audience, you're going, motherfucker. Like, this guy's going to get away with this. It's amazing. If you that's ever, like, brilliant. And James Russo. That's, that's a progressive message that I can enjoy. Actually, James Russo once. is fucking fantastic that. in that movie. He's that's a, great. He's a great fucking actor. So to see him for even for a minute in this movie, I was, like, so happy. I was like, mm. oh, that's James Russo. That's called and, Extremities? Yeah. Extremities. i got to watch yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to find, though. Hard I, to find. I feel like, find. I, I don't know. I can I, find anything on yeah, the internet. <laughs> right. I steal legally, all of these. I steal all of these movies. It isn't, it isn't like Goodfellas, like every other week it's on TBS yeah. or AMC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, no, I just download all my, I don't even have cable. I don't, I don't, yeah. He's the we'll new, the new, the new generation. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm not even not the new even, generation yeah, no, no, no. anymore. There's uh, Zoomers. You're 10 years older than the new generation. Yes. Yes, That's they're crazy. on TikTok doing. I don't. Even, I don't know what that is. I, I barely know what it is. You don't know I don't, what TikTok is? I don't. I mean, I, I've heard Jeffrey. of it. I don't think he's <laughs> even. I know what TikTok is. He's the, he's the number five on TikTok. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't want. I, I'm barely doing. Yeah, my son. The told other me, ones. He, he's TikTok famous. He made he made a video. So he's TikTok. Is that right? That's what he said. So how old? How old? How many is your views son? did he get? I don't know, like. Fifty thousand. That's Whoa! pretty good. That's, pretty good. Yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty good. How old is your son? Eighteen. Oh, so you're right in. This next generation of when are they going to make the, the the teen comedies of today? 
I don't they're know. Gonna, they're going to be terrible. Yeah, I just, know. Like, just like Losers. the Oscars have been terrible for yeah. years, and this year the Oscars got what they deserved by not having a host yeah. and having shitty comedy, and everything's mm. got to be safe. See, that's what was great about Fast Time. Not PC at all. Not at all. You know. I mean, what's his name? Uh, it's, Real uh, life sometimes isn't PC. Sean Penn probably rolls in his uh, his woke fucking wherever he sleeps uh, with that line. He says, um, "What does he say? Doesn't he say?" Doesn't he, Does he say fag? He says fag. Oh, I think yeah. I, 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 heard. I, I was eyeing you to see if we were. I mean, say Sean it. Penn also like likes goes, gu- likes guns. Famously, <laughs> like he's a he's a complicated guy. No, but he definitely is not like going around saying faggot anymore. Oh, no, 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 no way, sure. dude. That guy's so. But, but again, it, again, it was it was different. It was a it wasn't it was a term that kids used to make fun of. Kids. It wasn't about. Had nothing I to know what gay. faggot always meant. Yeah, listen, I have also ideas. are there movies now that have like just gratuitous sex scenes in it? Was- no, the, especially the the nudity right up top in the first like ten minutes. She's taking her shirt off, and she's like supposed to be fourteen. I mean, seeing that is pretty wild. Because yeah. if you're buying into this movie, she's fourteen, and now her tits are out, and you're ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty wild. They would not do that. They would absolutely. You can't have this movie in 2020. You can't. No, I mean, what was the last great comedy? <sighs> great comedy. I know. Would you say The Hangovers? Not no. even. You know what? You know what? Actually, no, it, you have to go it is. Back and um, I have one. And it didn't do as well as it should have. The uh, Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and and Ryan Gosling. I saw that. that was okay. It's fun. Dude, I think it's really great funny. comedy. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. no, it's so no, funny. Super Bad was really good. That was Super, and that Super came Bad out is, in two thousand eight. I know. If a, that was done in the eighties, there would have been nudity in it. For sure, for there's sure, for no sure. nudity. In it. Well, because porn was. And I don't care if there's nudity in a movie or not. But I'm just saying, that, you know, th- that's the difference. I was looking for it at the time. In the eighties, it was just throwing. as gratuitous. But they had like Superbad was still an edgy movie, even for that time when it wasn't quite as like PC as it is now. Like I know we talk about it like it was. It, I know 2008 is kind of a long time ago at this point, but not really. It's 12 years, right? Yeah. But like it's really, a, it's the, over a decade. The culture shift really happened about five years ago with like. Everyone being on the internet, everything becoming an yeah, issue. Yeah, that's about right. It's about five years ago. Yeah, in no. 2008, it wasn't like that. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, there when, are some scenes in Superbad that I'm sure did, they wouldn't get away with now. When did Tropic Thunder come out? Oh, 2000. Uh, yeah, a little before that. Is that like 2004? No, 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 no. It's before, earlier than It's that? earlier than Superbad. Yeah. It's earlier than that? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. You could look it can up. You look it up. Yeah, I, because, was, I, I was actually. Could you make that movie today? No. no he's in blackface the whole time. Robert Downey but, Jr. And do you know something? He got an Academy Award nomination for that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so funny how that. I just, that wasn't that long. I, ago. I just rewatched 2008. 2008. Same I, year. Same year as Superbad. I okay. was just rewatching that recently. That movie is fucking hysterical. Yeah. Great. So I think you have to go back to like 2008 to get to the last great comedies that were made. Those are that was a good year. Yeah. I don't. I don't watch. I we we're talking about you, you have a relationship with Scorsese. Like Pesci and Scorsese is funnier to me than almost any comedy movie. I a lot of. I, we we went back. We did vacation. Vacation really holds up. That movie is hysterical. But a lot of comedy movies where they're really going for the joke. I don't. I mean, I love Beverly Hills Cop, but that to me is. I still think it's great. It's an action movie with fucking hysterical jokes, but it's not trying. It's not always well, going were, for the joke. Who was supposed to originally play Axel Stallone's Cobra? So it's going to be co- Cobra. Have you guys spoken about that movie? Cobra. Uh, that's gonna, <sighs> it's the lost episode. Yeah, it's that, one of us. That or Tango and Cash. If I ever come back, you, you, right. that you Tango would, and Cash. That I would okay. love to do Tango and Cash. Yeah, I, I mean, I love both those guys. Could Kurt be Russell too. the worst 
best movie All ever right. made. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, it it blows away. Yeah. Com- well, I'm not gonna say blows away Commando. What about it's the... it's right on par with Commando. Yeah, but nothing as beats as... like the room, right? Oh, the, room the room is, is, the, is the best. It's the best, the worst best movie ever. The made. best worst movie yeah, ever made. That the thing about the room is you can't make a but, worse but movie. But it's a, it's different though. It, I mean, I Tango mean, and Cash has. Yeah. Stallone, yeah, Kurt Russell, right, 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 Terry right. Hatcher, it's movie stars, Callen, right. yeah. but it's so bad. I love that. It's yeah. so bad, not intentionally meant to be bad. Ah, that's even better. Yeah, and yeah. it's just everything about it is yeah. terrible. But you can't watch it enough. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll wake my wife up just so I can make sarcastic remarks yeah. because I, there's no fun saying it to myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to share the shittiness yeah. with her. All right. Yeah. We got to. Yeah. Do that. There was, I mean, there was uh, there was a run there where they just. I mean, I was watching these movies in the theater. I went to see Tango Cash. The, what was the Hulk Hogan movie? No Holds Barred. I feel like that's like of a piece of where they were just like they're like. Well, we also, gotta... when he was played a nanny or something. Did he play a nanny? Yeah. And then didn't the Rock take? No, not the Rock. Um, fucking. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel took over. Like they uh, did like a sequel. Yeah, there was there was a run there where they were just like they were just throwing shit against the wall. I think and The see, Rock did like a Tooth Fairy or something. Yeah, it's fucking bad. And now it's going to be Cena. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like comedy movies, like a, a lot of them. Again, like even 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 Eddie Murphy. Like some of them are not. You know, I think fucking uh, Coming to America, Trading Places, and Beverly Hills Cop are like peak. After that, he's like starts. He's self-conscious of the fact that he's Eddie Murphy. Well, I'd say so that. So he's not as good anymore. That's you know? true. And so with a lot of these comedy movies, I think everything is – like what was great about the 80s comedies is that they were, they were like the individual sticking it to the man. Do you know what I mean? Like whether it was Ghostbusters, whether it was um, Caddyshack, it was like the outsiders and the screwballs, the nerds, you know, sticking it to the people who were in, in charge. And that's kind of like reverse now. Like now it's like – you know the nerds are in charge, and they're telling people that they're not allowed to make any jokes. You mean, oh, in real life, in yeah, re- yeah, yeah, in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So culturally, movies, yeah. you would almost have, like a comedy t- today would have to be like a jock who's not allowed to say anything, like cracking jokes against the, well, ner- it, the nerds that are in charge. Well, now, right. God forbid, just you, you say anything. People, you know, we live. That More, is so in, true, though. Yeah, yeah, but we live in like a getcha. You just want to getcha yeah, society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it's Twitter. It, no, it is. It was predicted in 1984. Except Big Brother is us. Yeah, right. you, know, you, you don't need the government to to, to rat each other out. We right. do. We do a great job doing it ourselves. It's yeah, funny, yeah. I, and I, that's why the Academy Awards deserve what the fuck they get. I, Have yeah. no host. Make it as lame as possible, as as vanilla, as milk toast as possible, and have no. And with ratings. these like lame, like they're they're like they're not even like political speeches. They're just like they're. It, it's so funny because you know everybody mentioned Brad Pitt. Like just for like a second, he's got to like say something about Trump. Right. Or, the funny thing is, is that's um, why Gervais was so amazing oh God, at the Golden amazing. Globes. Fucking what a what a king! I that didn't was awesome. exactly. I yeah. kind of about forgot about this to this moment, but uh, Chris Rock would have been. Awesome yeah. as, as a, he's in the past, and I'm I was so fucking proud of Kevin Hart for not saying giving no it. thanks. Say, yes. Right, say no thanks. You know, yeah. I'm big enough as is. I don't need the Academy Awards. Absolutely. I'm not going to apologize. Love the guy. It's, Love. Yeah. Kevin it's Hart. funny when uh, when Renee Zellweger won Best uh, Actress. Like she looks like she's drugged. Like I I like she. I mean I hope she's okay, but she's like oh, a little I out think of it's it. A plastic surgery. And she said yeah. she she went to go say. Uh, different generations and she started to say genders oh, 
uh-huh. and then she did it again. I'm like, she's so programmed where she's like, yes. got to say genders. Yep. Everything is different genders. Yep. That yep. she went to go just the word like the sound Jen came out of her mouth. Right. She like I someone's gonna say gender Aniston by mistake because yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, oh, gotta yeah, say gender, yeah. gender, who, gender, gender. Who are these speeches in t- uh, meant for? You know, it's like like you're you're preaching to the choir that's already there. Yes. You're talking about the most it's politically not, correct, woke people that are there. So yeah. you know, coming out and, and and speaking up for diversity. You know what? You're really not that brave by doing it that there. If you would have came out and said a pro-Trump. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so that's that would have been to yeah. a little bit more like, Well, like Norm, Norm McDonald when he was uh, when he was uh, on uh, last Comedy Seventy, oh, he, he's like, you know, comedians think they're brave by getting up and like making fun of like Republicans and Christianity. He goes, you know what's brave? Get up there and say, uh, I swear to Allah, yeah, and I'm exactly. ready with this. Like, like, yeah. You want to be a brave? Or like, no, but, don't, but someone would say, you're making fun of uh, a Muslim or Islam, yeah. right? Right. No, no, yeah, no it's, that's, it, it, I think I, the point is, as a comedian, if you're really actually a comedian, to me. Obviously, you don't have to be a dick or anything, or but you you kind of you're gonna deviate from the status quo because that's not funny. What everyone agrees is yeah. not funny. Yeah, you have to go against that. That's the funny thing this about is, everything. Alex, this is the thing. I, I think you got to go back far back to the 1700s and read Voltaire, and then take the 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 essence of what he's saying. And I, you know. I don't have to agree what you say, but right. I'll defend your right to say yeah, exactly. it. I don't have to agree what everybody says, but I'll never sit there and like, even the Ari Shafir thing. Everything. I yeah. think. Yes. You know, hey, I didn't think it was funny. No. I, I thought it was a little insensitive at right. the time, but I wouldn't have fired him and and yeah. made death threats. I mean, no. that's just well, it's funny because a lot of comedians insane. people doxed him. They gave his dad's address away. Comedians did. This. A lot of comedians were like, you can't right. tell me what to say, but well, don't it's make like, fun of Kobe. I'm like, oh, is that the line? Is Kobe Bryant? And I love Kobe Bryant. It is, it is a weird line. Listen, I, yeah. I, it's not. Like I'm going to sit there and su- support Ari no, Shafir, no. but the same at the same time, you know, does he deserve his career to be taken well, away from? No. I, I, I'll go, I'll go there and say I support his right to say it. That's I, it. I, I, everything. That's literally what Voltaire was talking. That's about. it. Yeah. Because yeah. once you start censoring speech, it's not, yeah, then you'll it's not never, you'll never get that back. You know what I? You know what I? And we're so, as a society, we're so willing to give away rights just to be politically correct. Yeah. That, that it's dangerous. You know, counter, I think the, the counter to it, though, real quick, will be that you know. If if you have that, if you say whatever you want, the response should be able to be whatever it wants back at you. You know, so obviously people are upset with Ari. That's the response. What I don't like is like the firing him out of fear type of thing, or like canceling his stuff. It, it was public like, pressure. Yeah, of course that because it wasn't done out of like a righteous thing. It was like like I don't know. To me, it's like I but but I'm conflicted because like you know. It does go both ways, the freedom of speech thing. Like, if you do say something that's truly hard for people to listen to, they're not going to want to listen to you, and they kind of are going to tune you out, you know? Back back in the 80s, back in the 90s, they wanted to censor uh, Howard Stern. Right. And, and Eminem. Like, and, and, and that, right. Yeah. And, like, now you hear what he says, and it, 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 it we're desensitized from it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. The, you know, Gino Bisconti, you know, Comic love, Gino, love right? Yeah. Has this great bit on words, and he just said, it's just words, and yeah. we give him the pa- we give these words the power to offend us. Yeah, but they're true. just words. Exactly. I think part of it is that like those of us on the outside, like we didn't do our. We should have just been calling bullshit. Like every, people are going to say what they want to say, and it's for other people to be like, no, you're kidding, right? And not and not to take like if somebody says like. You know, it's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't like gluten, so I'm allergic to gluten. Like those other us, we should be like bullshit. Like you're full of shit. Instead, we're like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that this room 
there's no peanuts in the schools. There's no gluten in any. It's like we like that. Some of us, the comedians especially, should be calling bullshit on stuff. I'm more with the things on speech. I mean, people could be allergic. No, to I'm just, shit, I'm just using that as. But a, I'm just. But, but, I get it. I get what you're saying. As, I think with speech, we we didn't check. I saw it. I just. I guess I because I worked in restaurants for years, yeah. and there was a lot of. Uh, oh, I'm I'm allergic to cilantro. Are you really allergic? Well, no, I actually I just don't like it. So it's right. like it just becomes a thing where people think like, oh, this is the power I have. If I tell you that you can't do this, well, that's the whole thing about cancel culture. You're a term I hate, but yeah, but these are people have nothing else going on. You're in empowering their life. them, so, you, so you're going to cancel right? exactly. So you should be calling bullshit on them. Say like, <laughs> well, no, that, what do you mean? That, what do you mean you're going to cancel a guy's career because of something that, that's, he said? That's the Weasley uh, uh, companies and, and networks that, that just fall, you know, fall to public pressure. They just hang, they, yeah. right, they just hang in there. You know, 15 minutes later is going to be a new thing to be Absolutely. all upset about. Absolutely. And that's why it's not that big a deal for comedians, although it, it can become a bigger deal, I guess, if things are, you know, if hate speech laws actually do get enacted here and stuff like that, like they are in Canada and the UK. And you it'll, could be actually, our, it'll be our fault. If it'll that happens, fault that'll, be like, that'll be a problem for comedians because you could literally pay huge fines and go to prison for, like, saying something, which is crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I don't know how we got here. Oh, fa- well, Fast Times, you couldn't make that movie today and and i think it's a, a sad thing that you can't make the movie today because i think exactly it's still sad it's still you could learn we've gone, from this movie. we've gone backwards yeah we really have yeah. we've gone we've gone backwards with with with, with openness and freedom and freedom of expression and freedom of, of speech and, and the liberals act like conservatives well, and the conservatives are acting like liberals. Puritans, the conservatives become Puritans. have become the victims who are just trying to get you know have fun which is insane if you, those are the conservatives if you, if you look at today's liberal Okay, yeah. in the Democratic Party, yeah. who would have ever thought that Barack Obama, okay, would be considered conservative, a yeah. conservative Democrat, oh, yeah. compared to what's out there now? Well, Literally. It, what, but it, but the thing is, it's also like it's an obsession with use, uh, uh, youth, and what's new. So already he's like he's the old guy now. Yeah. He's the man. Well, the liberals just like his thing was like don't cancel people over what they say. Everyone makes mistakes, and they all like attacked him for that, which is insane. But like. Uh, they literally are like Tipper Gore in the early '90s, wanting to put parental advisory well, stickers yeah, on, those, on albums. Right? That's liberals now. The liberals well, were they, Rage Against the Machine. They were, you know, they were the bands that were cursing. Who's on tour this summer? They became yeah. the machine. They're the machine now. Those people it's are in really, charge. It is those weird. people. Those hippie. The, the hippies grew up and they started working on Wall Street and running running companies and stuff. That's yeah. really what happened. Yeah, it's true. And they're and they're. Do you, rem- do you guys remember the Occupy Wall Street thing? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. What were they? What were they actually protesting? Uh, just being poor, I think. Right, one percent. Oh, you can't yeah, protest being poor. I, I it was like the poor. So we're gonna protest. That? Well, the, the banks getting bailed out. Was the, yeah, it. was yeah. it? It was the bank bailouts. I think so. Which, in a way, I think they're right. They are right. <laughs> I, I kind of. Uh, they were right, but what? I mean, what? What are they going to do about it? The, like, the bank bailout was the right thing. The execution of it was the wrong thing because there was no regulation on it. You know that money should have been earmarked, and it. I wasn't. don't know. I don't know if the bank bailout was the right thing. I mean, yeah. it was the right thing in the sense you, that you could you couldn't you couldn't let the economy collapse well, anymore. Yeah, did. No, no. In what I'm saying is, is yes. So, so people's more people's lives would have been destroyed if they didn't bail, bail out the banks, and that's not fair to those people. And I. Agree agree but there's an argument for like a free market system when something fucks up that major you let it fuck up so it self-corrects but the self-correct process would destroy families and people's lives i mean you're right yeah i agree with you but there's an argument from a libertarian perspective to say don't you you want you want to have laissez-faire economic policies i agree but at the same time 
if you give too much hands off, right, 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 history right. has shown that these companies do run wild. Oh, of you course. Know, they, 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 yeah. You look as far back as Standard Oil and and and. Uh, Carnegie Steel, and you know, and it was exposed by journalists. Well, that's what happened you know? to right. the real estate industry. That's why the banks and the real well, estate was, industry. That's also, what happened. It was also people having big asses, okay, and getting kind of like duped by the banks. And what I mean by that is, say you have a sixty thousand, you know, sixty thousand, eighty thousand dollar a year job, and then you know, hey, I want to buy this house that's that's worth a million dollars. Well, do the math; it doesn't add up. Yeah. So what the banks did, and this was a kind of like a little scummy type of thing that they oh. did. Well, it was little lot, big scummy. Very scummy. They would, you know, they would give you these things called arm loans, the blo- and an like arm, balloon payments, right? Like no, a- no, no. That, a balloon payment is at the, you know, you pay a little, and at the end, you pay a lot. These arm payments is you're just paying off the interest, which means oh, you're yeah. never paying uh, principal. If you never cut into the principal, forget about it. You'll be paying for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the thing is people just simply didn't cut into the principal. And after a while, they would just walk away. What happened with the housing market is that they never expected, you know, let alone uh, thousands, millions of people nationwide walking away from uh, the, their homes. And so like these smaller banks would then get absorbed by a bank like, say, Solomon Brothers, yeah. and who've been around for over 100 years. And they were going to be the white knight and pick up all these mortgages and save the day. Yeah. And then when no one pays and they have nothing, they go belly up. And that was the shocking thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that was the feeling is that these companies should be punished for this and they uh, well, how one much or it, two were. How much of it is it the, the companies, and how, and how much, much is, it is personal banks. responsibility? If you know you can't repay a loan, why are you taking the loan? Yeah, but, but it, the banks would talk you. But into they were, it. they were, they were. It happened. Their it practices happened to me. were. They tried to, they tried to talk me in, into a loan that I, and then at the end of the day, I'm sitting there and I'm doing just the math, and I'm like, you know what? This doesn't make any sense. So, Good for you. So I wound up, you know, I wound up buying the house that I could afford. Good, and yeah. Then, and then selling it, you know, twelve years later and buying something else. There you like, go. Once I was doing that. better. That's but exactly. That, but that's how capitalism works. I, but I think too, like I, my, but there has to be. I'm sorry, but there has no. to be personal responsibility. Yeah. Yes. We, we, which which we try to to alleviate these. But days. what about when the the masses are idiots and they fucking buy these well, loans? Well, they're idiots because this is what they're taught. Yeah. That, that, that if you complain and you stamp your feet enough, you'll be forgiven. Mm. You know what? When it comes to money, people aren't forgiven. No, they're not. I was going to say, yeah, instead of smoking jail. pot and having sex in high school, they should have been learning about interest rates and mortgages. Because then it, that, it was, the, you can it do, was that you generation. Can, you can do both. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you, what are you some <laughs> kind of nerd? <laughs> no, just smoking pot and having sex in high school. It does. Yeah, we should if just you're beat Peter up right Please, now. If, yes. uh, <laughs> if Spicoli was – the teacher was trying to save him from a life of fucking suffering, Spicoli. Instead, he's fucking smoking up a van. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. That's I would have been the teacher, is what I'm saying now, uh, and not the cool kids. No, I, I would yeah. have been the nerdy, the nerdy kid at the at the fucking movie. Apparently, theater. yeah. yeah. Uh, was so, even he got laid? But even well, he he gets the girl at the end. Yeah, that's true. They all get. Like, I like that they all have jobs in this movie. I like that these kids. These kids are like they're all responsible kids. They are responsible. It reminded me of no my childhood. My childhood. I had a day. Everyone had like a like a shitty you know hourly job. Like yeah. yeah. It was I fun. I, it was. It was like you thought that that was all the money you were ever going to have. But it, it's funny because just quickly with the housing thing, you know, for the last hundred or ever years, people did not get rich off their houses, but they saw the house pr- housing prices go skyrocket. Well, so people thought that it was always going to be that way. That's right. And, my and my now grandma. The tr- now the trend is not that. Anymore. My grandparents came here, you no know, no education, no English, and they bought one house and were able to leverage that into another house, into another house. And it oh the prices always they you know they they probably paid it's not like that anymore one tenth of what the house is worth now right. now it's not necessarily going to happen anymore so like the, b- buying a, a house as a way to get rich 
a lot of people just thought that's that's just what you do. You buy a house, and eventually that house is your the, ticket to the riches. Fir- the first house I bought, I bought for, and I thought it was a lot of money at the time, one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. I, I mean, not I, for a house, but right. it's a lot well, of money. Now you, I, I, I could buy like five of them. I wound up selling that house for. Four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Wow! But then buying a house that cost me um, seven hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so I'm still carrying a, a mortgage. And right. Also, then I had a second house up in Pennsylvania that yeah. we bought for one ninety five. Mm-hmm. Worked on it. Maybe put another one fifty into it and f- flipped it. You know, about fifteen years later. For about six fifty. Wow, nice. Not but, bad. but if we would have sold it earlier at the height of the market, and then the market really started to come down, yeah, c- could have gotten about another two hundred thousand on yeah. that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I'm doing that. I'm doing that right now. I'm, I'm my my family. We had a beach house. I don't that, that was the smallest thing to say in a podcast. Yeah, well, no, you fun. gave the real figures. <laughs> I'm I'm really interested in real estate <laughs> right now because uh, we're we built, Paul. Yeah. We had a house at the at the shore that got ruined in Sandy. Now we're, I'm building the new house. It's almost done. And the houses in that town are that where we are is it's almost you know triple what it was. What's a the property years. taxes like in Seaside? Not not bad. The beach towns are not that bad because they don't really have any schools. Then what about the uh, the schools insurance? Uh, well, we we had to build on stilts. Yeah, well, that, so we haven't insane, seen that right. yet. So we had we had flood insurance at the time, which is why we were able to build again. Most of our right. neighbors didn't have flood insurance because this, yeah. this never happened before. This is like a once in a couple hundred year probably storm, the sandy storm. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's it's interesting because now the next town over was really wiped out, yeah. and um, they're building, they're knocking down bungalows and building you know million dollar houses everywhere. Mm. And again, we're, we're, these people apparently people have money to build million dollar houses at the beach as their second house again. So people must either they're doing well or there's another bust coming. I don't know. I think there's another bust coming. Down no, there. yeah, not in that market. They, 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 they'll fix one at a time. They'll student loan bubbles next one. But um, first. Jeff, do you wanna you wanna plug anything? You wanna talk about anything else yeah, before the, you? Yeah, the only this was a cool hang, guys. Man. Yeah, this one really oh, quick. They so really fun. did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing I just want to plug is uh, if you guys have listeners, if you can look up my podcast, it's uh, Sean Morton. He's another comedian. Uh, him and I, we host this podcast called Who's Your Band? And you can find it on wherever podcasts are, are played, yep. iTunes, same and place. Spotify, yep. same place you guys are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's Your Band? And we talk about uh, music. We bring in, it doesn't have to necessarily be comedians. We have uh, actors and politicians mm-hmm. and you know just nice. people from different walks of life that are interesting. Uh, talk a little bit about their background and then discuss their band and you know that their pre- band like their favorite band right or something? okay like uh, we just had um, we, we had Bob Levy in uh, oh yeah a, a couple of weeks ago and he is, was a big Beatles fan so there we just wound go. up talking mostly about the Beatles and you know that era of music and mm-hmm. then uh, the last podcast we had uh, we had uh, Scott Lynch from WDHA is a DJ on that station mm-hmm. he took over for Eddie Trunk mm-hmm. and he was a huge Pantera fan. Mm. So we'll talk about Pantera in that area of music. Mm. So different. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like a ha- if you're really a music fan, this is a great podcast to nice. listen to. It's called Who's Your Band? You know, we, we would love for people just like to listen, go to our, our pages, you know, like us. You, you know, everybody knows, man, this is a climb. Yeah, 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 of course. But it sounds like a great podcast. I'm, 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 I'm definitely listening to that. And yeah, yeah. I'm a musician myself, so I get very um, into that kind of stuff. Oh, if you, again, if you're in, if you're into music, oh yeah, uh, um, big time. The next podcast we have Don Jameson coming yeah. in. 
uh, from that metal show. And he has, he has his own show called That Jameson Show on mm-hmm. Compound Media. And we had, I don't know if you ever heard of a band called Antigone Rising. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I've ever listened to yeah, them. Yeah, well, we, we have the uh, the singer from that oh, coming cool. in. She's going to do an acoustic set. Nice. Oh, nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Um, so, Peter, what do you got? Uh, this next coming weekend, I'll be in uh, State College, Pennsylvania. Yes. Crackers, with uh, opening for Rich Aronovich. Yes. Who's, uh, Shouts out, was Rich. on the pod and one of my favorite comics, great guy. So we'll be out there with Ben Morse featuring. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh, that's awesome. I, um, I'm going to be the, the only thing I'm plugging right now is uh, March 13th, Friday the 13th at um, 11 o'clock. I'm going to be at The Stand. Uh, the show's called Gold. It's called Gold, and it's produ- uh, produced by my friend Josh Wesson. Uh, it's a really great lineup. Come through. And, yeah, I, j- I-, I might be in Atlantic City, but I'm not sure when. I just got back from a weekend there. I kind of find out last minute. Last minute. But, Perfect. You know. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for coming out. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.